2: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: This is Paul Hawksby.
2: And
0: Andy Jacobs.
2: And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, despite the fact England are playing tonight, got a touch loose at times. Yes, but think, well, you know. I think, you know, it didn't hurt. It's international week. It didn't hurt. It was international fever. week. Um, but we did find out about a new range of football kits. The first ever football kits. Uh, Officially licensed by The Beatles Yes, most people were happy to hear about it But not everybody Just mark the Leeds fan as you discover (laughs) Not so keen Um, We spoke to the world karaoke champion She She went to Panama Fantastic And uh, blew everybody away Fantastic Uh, She talked us through that um, you had a bit of a row with Andy Brussel I know, you know, yeah. okay, just a meeting of minds, really. Well, and in know. it, we saw some quite stunning hypocrisy from the world of football. <laughs> so, who <laughs> thinks fourteen nils fine in a qualifier? And I don't. Okay, well, you, you beg to differ, but it, okay. it, it was entertaining. Uh, what else did we do today? Let me uh, look at the producer. Oh, that and a whole lot more of the science I think I should keep you. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, clips, clips, Pewter. We brought you those, Mike Ward. It yeah, was interesting on the non-scrolling TV. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good
0: afternoon, Andy. Yeah. Yes, good afternoon, Paul, and uh, I've been talking during the World Cup final about just hoping India would lose. Not because I love Indian cricket, and yeah. I, I love the whole thing about the, the IPL and all that, but it's just Arsha Bogley, a man who I've often admired. One of the, the, the
2: commentators, Great commentator, yeah, a great, great commentator. Indian commentator.
0: Yeah. But he just got a bit too... Pro- Jingoistic? Jingoistic pro you know two bars it was worse than uh, alan smith during a north london dog really. <laughs> honestly it was really bad
2: alan of course <laughs> would refute that yeah, of course in his Gunosaurus outfit
0: <laughs> yeah of course he would yeah so i did promise that if uh, india were to lose thinking that it wouldn't happen mm. that i'd tweet him um well this basically oh andy <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know if he it, that's the Laughing Policeman, a song from about 1922. Do you think Harsha got it? Well, he'd get this bit, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he probably will. Has he come back to you yet? No, he hasn't. Um, if I'm you want a beautiful enough. review of the TV coverage oh, yeah, of the ICC fabulous. feed, go and read Alan Tyre's piece today in the uh, Daily Telegraph. It's, uh, it's magnificent. Um, he did point out that, uh, that you know, Narendra Modi um, basically seeing his team lose in the Rendra Modi stadium it was a bit was ungracious it tu- was, was a touch well, he it was a bit-
0: come into the trophy and then he just nipped off it was it was shades
2: <laughs> of old John Howard in 2003 when he kind of threw the England medals at the players when Australia lost the final in Australia <laughs> Um, Charlie Baker made a good point me, and to you Andy straight afterwards I'm surprised they haven't turned the lights off <laughs> but I don't think a World Cup final has ever ended in such deafening silence oh, silence was
0: yes. to be fair to them I mean they greeted every four with silence but when Travis Head got that wonderful 100 when he got to the 100 they yeah, did no, a, I know. They well, did they're, a, they're
2: him, proper they're cricket fans are, that's why they love but, the game uh, but there's a, a wonderful turn of phrase in Alan's piece it's a, it's a <clears> phrase <throat> I've not heard before but it, it is a thing of beauty he was talking about the idea ICC feed coverage as opposed to what we get with the the Sky Mm. commentators and he said the Australian is fronted by Shane Watson and Matthew Hayden Uh, he said Watto might be as thick as a dungeon wall (laughs) that's (laughs) That's beautiful Alan fantastic
0: yeah dungeon wall I yes. was watching the Antiques Roadshow last night, mm. and uh, Hugh John's, the great legendary Hugh John's son. Yeah, not his son's legend; his father's the yeah. legend. I okay. didn't put that very well, but uh, a, his son may be a legend. Well, I, I mean, don't think he is really. okay. well, he
2: might be. I don't
0: know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, look, well, this afternoon we're very much looking at legendary status of Hugh John's
2: son. If you no. Okay. Anyway,
0: so he was on Antiques Roadshow, and he yeah. he brought some wonderful memorabilia with him. You know, from Hugh's career including his sort of notes for this 1966 world cup final so the expert said oh yes did your father commentate on that he said yeah i did he he did yeah i was very proud he said and he did those famous words they think it's all over and he went no no that wasn't uh, no that was Kenneth Wilson, Yes. Said, so "Well, what did your father say?" He has, he, he has,
2: and that's it. And that's it. <laughs>
0: and that's what he says. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Is he going to get the hat trick? He hurst. He
0: mm.
3: has,
2: he has, and that's it. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, two. Because that's on its, fantasy apparently. football, you had David and Frank presenting a um, mm. popular comedy game show called "He Has, He Has, yeah. and That's It." <laughs> I know. Yes. But anyway,
0: look, he, the expert sort of backed away and sort of said, "Oh no, they're, they're very good words too." Thinking, oh yeah, yeah, not quite they're as not, good. Hugh Hugh was, a was very gracious actually yeah. he said no my father always credited yeah. uh, Kenneth Tawsan home with great words. when we
2: were working on Fantasy World Cup we got into mm-hmm. the old <clears> ITV <throat> archive and we got loads of stuff mm. from that basically it was when the satellite was passing over um, Mexico mm. was when you had that window to do stuff yeah. basically so there was that that moment wasn't it where Hugh Johns was mm. doing some stuff he only had that small window to do these interviews and he rushed out i think it was Bobby Moore Uh, he was going to chat to. And he stands there and he says, uh, Bob, any second now, we just basically went for the satellite to come over. He says, right, we're ready to go. And just as he's about to start, he burps and he goes, sorry, Bob, bloody peanuts. Oh, yeah. and then he right. yeah, remember. a great clip. Yeah. <laughs> and then he play. Then he does the interview. Funny enough, his son didn't mention No, he right. did <laughs> He didn't have the, even the bloody peanuts collection of T-shirts and hats. That's a great shame. Anyway, a couple yes. of things to get you going on today. Um, yeah. Less than gracious medal ceremonies. I'm sure you've played Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning lessons in any Sport, and uh, you've gone to the home of the team you're playing in a cup final, and they've lost. So I mean, just mm. a bit of skullduggery I mean, I mean it wasn't that bad yesterday, but shades of John Howard in uh, in 2003. So um, if you've got tales of less than gracious um, award ceremonies, uh, talksport.com text 8189 tweet TSH and J. Yeah, the good people at Maybra are coming in. You may remember them producing wonderful kits for Barcelona in the early 80s. Real iconic old mm. kits now The sort of Gary Lineker era as well they, they, they supplied the kits for a long time But they've, they've kind of moved into different fashion areas And they have managed to get the licence For the first ever official Beatles football shirts That's, It sounds mm. like a weird idea But they're incredibly effective We will tell you more about it later When one of the guys from Maber pops in to see us We may be chatting to the world uh, karaoke champion She went all the way to Panama Tremendous Andy's first question mm. was Did she buy a hat? That's what I'm up against every day Every day that is
4: Well three um, days a week Three days a and week um, days not eight days, days a week
2: Which leads <laughs> us on to Why we want Beatles footballers We are after yeah. Your Beatles footballers So you're off Day trip here well done he didn't put your name on that that's mm. pretty good I'm going with I want to hold your hand Danovich oh that's that's that oh yeah Andy, uh, Andy Brussel like that Matt, mm. Matt and Brighton uh, George George fields forever very good <laughs> very Ringo that's Ring, clever Ringo Starbell Grade <laughs> hey Jude Bellingham that was one of the first we come <laughs> up with Rob but thank you in fleet uh, to Arthur Conan Doyle was a sporting all rounder are you ever going to talk about this mm. Kerry later on he played cricket for Scotland apparently he? He took Grace's <laughs> wicket wow yeah I bet Grace wasn't happy about it. <laughs> no, I bet he didn't take it well. So anyway, um, get in touch. Your Beatles footballers. We're also uh, looking, as we said, for the less than gracious uh, award ceremonies. The other thing is, well, almost well, that escalated quickly. Very minor arguments escalating. Maybe you've got uh, a grudge, a family grudge, an argument that's lived on with you and someone else that started out in a very tiny way, the kernel of it really is uh, something that shouldn't have turned into what it turned into. This is uh, a couple of guys in a kitchen having a a row, started throwing uh, potato croquettes at each other, but it then uh, escalated and ended in violence, to which uh, one of the people involved was handed an 18 month community sentence. Good Lord. So, <clears throat> well, that escalated <clears throat> quickly. One minute you're trying potato croquettes, the next minute you're in court. So, um,
0: it's quite a poor missile, the potato croquette, because it's only got a sort of superfluously hard outside and quite a soft mash inside. Okay. So, uh, it's not yeah. like throwing a potato
2: at somebody, for example. That's quite dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, like throwing it. a cricket ball at well, someone. Well, basically, that's yeah. true. What well, if you threw a potato cricket off the Empire State <laughs> Building? <laughs> Dutch Holland. That any <laughs> th- Dutch Holland, yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, as the good people at Mayborough are popping in to see us uh, later on to tell us about these first ever officially licensed uh, Beatles football shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, you've gone a bit pantastic. Of course you have. I think the best one so far is George Berry Fields Forever, Matt in Brighton. Love, love, me is quite good. Love, me-do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter with a little help from my friends, Matthew. Thank you for good. that. Chris in Sonial gave us the me one. Steve Taxmanaman says Gaz in Liverpool, <laughs> Norwegian Woodgate. Thank you very much. <laughs> very, Talksport.com, very text 81089, tweet TSH and J. Joining us now then to reflect on a wonderful game of football on Friday now what better way to spend your Friday evening been <laughs> yeah, banging your head against the wall the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast keeping your suggestions coming in our own uh, Charlie Baker's come up with Tamori Bakayoko Ono thank you Charlie see you tomorrow <laughs> very much, yeah. we'll see you later uh, Richard Aldridge has
0: uh, DM me on Instagram with Octopuscus's Garden that's pretty good that's quite good I'm Sergeant
2: really Kepper's Lonely Hearts Club <laughs> Band says, uh, <laughs> Bob and Magical very Mystery Tour and Lady Maradona you can keep them coming uh, talks about <laughs> com, text 81089, tweet j She's leaving Ian Wone Not sure. Neil in Chester. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One thing
0: we didn't mention with Danny was, of course, then Jude Bellingham's absence. Yeah, he really missed his spark. He made oh, such yeah. a difference. And also, the pitch. I mean, they're talking about the pitch tonight. I think the pitch at Wembley is not great. It doesn't play well. The ball doesn't glide across the surface. You could see the players having to push it harder and yeah. it's, it's But it's not a great surface it doesn't
2: lend itself i don't think to great football they've not had a lot on there there's no reason for that no. have, they, have they had anything particularly big going on at wembley recently oh, Do so. Chopped the pitch up yeah. well i can think I mean, of it's just
0: you know it's just my feeling i'm don't know if other people feel the same but that's why the last two games i've watched i've thought it's not great there's something not quite right about it but there we go did you know that the this was in the <laughs> the mail this morning Hmm. Who was the first football team to adopt a mascot? Who was the... thing? you want me to answer that? Well, if you Okay, what it. year
2: was it? Uh, 18... Oh, no. bloody okay. No, 1937. Okay, it's a big difference. Okay, yeah. 1937, the first team will have a mascot. Who were big in 19... Huddersfield Town? Close, it was Barnsley FC. Okay. And it was
0: Amos the Donkey. Okay. He was a real donkey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't a thing. Amos of mascot the Donkey, Barnsley donkey. FC,
2: 1937. I've got to look yeah. that up, Andy. Let's find out a bit more about Amos the Donkey. Can you tell us more? Uh, no. <laughs> um, Amos the. There it is. I've got a picture of it. Yeah. 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 That's what about actually somebody predates that. Barnsley's fair. I can't we've got this gone down a bit of a rabbit hole, isn't it? <laughs>
3: um,
2: yeah. Um, Barnsley's first ever official mascot was a bloke called James William Riley. Oh. Um, okay he was the mascot of the 1912 cup final known as a- uh, Amos since he wasn't a donkey so while he being club mascot Amos would be seen <laughs> oh no Amos and the donkey oh. <laughs> that's right often mistakenly referred to as
0: Amos the donkey
2: yeah by you just <laughs> no. now <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway. No, Amos was the bloke. He would be dressed in full riding gear. What was the donkey's a, name? Uh, the, um, that's how I will look that up. I don't, don't, I don't want any Barnsley fans coming up with very poor Barnsley players <laughs> yeah, for the name yeah. of the donkey. Because yeah. um, I know that's what you're tempted to do. Oh, well, I Do you want to hear this? Yeah, this, you uh, this. I mean, you've opened this can of worms, Andy. Fine. So he was the mascot of the 1912 Cup final. Uh, he was, his name wasn't even Amos, but everybody had known him as Amos since childhood. Uh, sorry about this Uh, as well as being club mascot Amos was seen dressed in full riding gear wearing a large flowery hat Um, apparently uh, (laughs) riding one of uh, a a local donkey well it would be a local donkey wouldn't bring one in would you he lived on Shaftesbury Road Stairfoot and worked at Ryland's Glassworks he had a tragic end to his life he did sadly Amos was fatally injured when he was knocked down by a bus I mean, so that's it's actually was, happened to someone how often do you sit there and say well i could be knocked down by a bus tomorrow what if amos ever actually well, says that people have been tempting by tempting fate i know they have been but um, <laughs> he never married apparently i don't uh, know if the donkey was involved in the accident Might well, have tripped him over <laughs> don't know. the bite a bit maybe that <laughs> you know, maybe he, he didn't look after i don't know i mean I, i'm just surmising so there we are amos the donkey and uh, not amos the donkey amos <laughs> yeah. and the donkey yeah. Uh, the Jim White album. I thought we'd all we'd all buy that this, <laughs> this Monday lunchtime, wouldn't we? Um, we are looking for Beatles-based uh, football, Rubber Soul. Campbell. Uh, mm. Somebody has come up with why my while my guitar David Bentley weeps says Kerry in Swansea. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, stew up a ladder in Bournemouth gives us paperback righty. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, good, Stu. Yeah, we that's like good, that. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, I want to hold your hands. Van Bruckelen, says Nick from Gravesend. And, uh, no, it doesn't quite work. Um, what else we got? Uh, Talksport.com, text T S H tweet J if you want to keep adding uh, to the list. I am the Warhurst. Very good. <laughs> Lovely Yagita. And, uh, yes, that's pretty good. Uh, Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine tweet
0: and J. am delighted to have made today's Daily Star. Oh, yeah, well done, Andy. And, yes, I sent them in a photo of me and uh, Trevor McDonald playing a Bunbury game. Yes. Because you have to send in, like, a... You and a celebrity Send us your photos of anything you like It can be you with a top celeb So I thought, well, he's a top celeb He is a top
2: celeb, yeah And I'm
0: not, so I sent it in And it says, Sir Trevor and Andy Oh, okay (laughs) we're a ventriloquist ventriloquist act And finally It'd be good, wouldn't it? Because I love star texters I mean, here's a typical one Once again, the Daily Star has reflected the mood of the nation Yes, robins are the best birds on the planet Mm. They'd rather stay in Britain for the winter than singe under a foreign sun. <laughs> it's mad. It's under a absolutely, foreign sun. Well, obviously it's mad, isn't it? Really. Yeah. But somehow Robins
2: are better because they're British. Okay, fair enough.
0: Well,
2: you know. Um, yeah, I mean one of the high, one of the uh, I've just seen Adrian Durham's been sending some pictures. He's having a little walk around Skopje ahead of tonight's game. Mm. And uh, he's found some interesting statues, one of which is Mother Teresa who was born in Skopje yeah. apparently. Oh, right. So he's going gone. He's gone to check that out this afternoon. Um, he's not taking advantage of the. Well, he's working three pints and a pizza for a tenner. <laughs> I'm sure quite a lot of the England fans will be doing that. Definitely the same. For some afternoon. reason, our friend
0: Dave Tully is here, actually in the in the gallery. He's, he's saying, now
2: sending in suggestions. He just sent me a text. Could have shouted <laughs> it through the window.
0: <laughs> Could have handed me a note, Dave. Yeah. It says that Gareth out here has come up with. Here comes the Son Hung Min.
2: Oh yes, yeah, Thank that's you. another one. Yeah, I think a couple of people have come up with that one. Thank you, caller. <laughs> I am the Walcott. Says uh, Mark Bangor. Dear <laughs> opponents. so oh, very good, Mark. Yeah, that's very, that's very good. good. That's yeah. uh, isn't it? Talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine, tweet TS Agent J. J. Uh, where's <clears throat> this one come from? Uh, C H Moore, Cheddar Cricket Club. I don't know if he's Arthur Conan Doyle just making it up. <laughs> Captaining <laughs> a club cricket twenty twenty final a few years ago against a team of. Three divisions above us, I noticed three bottles of champagne in their dressing room before the start of the game. Ooh, aye, aye. Yeah. That's the one, isn't it, CH, that you uh, that you stick on the old dressing room uh, wall and tell your boys about. We caused a huge upset and beat them by one wicket. I poked my head round the door afterwards, asked them if they'd let us have the bubbles to celebrate. <laughs> Needless to say, I was told where to go, I had the door slammed in my face. Luckily, someone had brought along some cans of cider. Well, you can also imagine that
0: World Cup winners India T-shirts that the players were going to put on. Yeah, that, they've all gone.
2: Yeah, that's right. Somebody will find those. I mean, I don't know if they sell that sort of stuff outside the stadium. Get your World Cup winners T-shirts. I, I
0: did love the fireworks. You think they might have had a bit of sort of you know thought themselves? It's not great. Every time the ball went for a six, the fireworks, the rockets <laughs> went,
2: off. and at the end, the rockets just to up, compound think, it. Think, oh no, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. They kept cutting to uh, Modi, of course, and so what's he supposed to do? He's mm. he's sitting there watching the game. He can't look like too bad a sport. And somebody somebody says something funny to him, mm. and he laughs. Mm. And everybody's piling in, saying, <laughs> you know, laughing at India's misfortune. Yeah, oh, I mean, it, it wasn't great for business, was it? Really, you can no. certainly not being in your own stadium with your name on it, watching the team. That's lose. why it was such a brilliant win for Australia yeah. to beat
0: India in india in the no. world cup final is some achievement
2: that's what michael vaughan saying they yeah. deserve to be when you consider what this this particular group of players have done they deserve yeah, to I be i kept
0: thinking though they've retained the ashes I'm, oh, you know i wouldn't really crow about that we outplayed them it was a moral victory for england if it hadn't been rained out we would have won we would have won the we ashes would. We, we would maybe so we would have won the I, ashes i wouldn't really be boasting about that one but okay. it's a pity the t20 series it wasn't sort of next week four days is not time for both teams to get over this and
2: um, anything yeah. else you want to share with us, uh, Andy? Um, <clears throat> what else have I got? Lucy uh, in the sky with Rushton and Diamond, says okay. Simon from Cannock. While well, mm. you're doing that, yeah, George Weir can work it out. Says Stephen uh, Stephen <laughs> Leeds. I, I, I had this one as well. Happiness is a warm Angus gun. You could very have had Brian, yeah, his dad. Thank you, Chris in Durham. We could do planning news. Marne, that's what I want. You like know, that's good, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's good. Chris again. And a Mervyn Day in the life. So There are a uh, lot of them, now you think
0: of and there's a lot well, of Beatles are. songs.
2: There certainly are. <laughs> have you got the planning news jingle? Planning news. Planning news, Smart, yeah. well done. This is Tyson Fury, isn't it?
0: It is. His £4 million mansion plans have been flawed again, this time by birds. Birds, so, yeah. yeah. The has been told the featherweight flappers... <laughs> It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Flocking to ponds or fruit trees on his land may be a hazard to nearby jets. Mm. He's already given up that on hopes of demolishing. That will not play well next door today, will it? <laughs> what? nearby jets no it won't uh, oh that's very true In, in. We've instead- all seen
2: Sully haven't
0: we <laughs> Don't, that, no one knows what you're talking about instead he hoped to extend yes. the existing eight bedroom home and install a basement music room games area breakfast and gardening rooms and a cinema oh. but there you go so it's not going to happen really
2: well our musical family the Furies I mean maybe the kids are mm. having lessons on stuff so um, yeah. yeah possibly However, they could. Uh, uh, the furious string quartet would be fantastic.
0: He clearly it? doesn't need the money. Clearly doesn't need the fighting. I think that's part of the problem. That's why I'm not
2: sure that. Do you think he's it. lost his hunger, Andy?
0: Well, I'd say he probably he has. You can't completely so.
2: judge him on that fight, which you mm. know he looked a bit undercooked. We'll for. see.
0: We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, he's getting on a bit. now.
2: I though. think we are going to. We're basically going to be looking at the Usyk fight, though. And, and as Johnny Nelson said when he came into us the other week, he doesn't know based on that whether. He didn't prepare properly or his legs have gone. He said, we'll probably find out against uh, Usyk, won't we? Mm. So that will be interesting. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time to head around Europe, look at uh, World Cup qualifying, winners and losers of that as we reach the end of the road, barring the playoffs. Andy Brassel joins us as always. Good afternoon, Andy. Hello, guys. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. We're going to start with something England-related that you just passed. Uh, this has come in from uh, Andrew McKenna. Quite amazing. Uh, uh, Bayern Munich expects around 100,000 Harry Kane shirts to be sold by the end of the season, a kicker are saying. Um, yeah. by Christmas Kane will have sold more shirts than any other player in an entire season in the club's really remarkable, history wow what an impact he's had
3: yeah I, it's not really that surprising though I mean I, I was there the weekend when Kane signed um, and he made it that that sort of cameo debut in the German Super Cup lost to Leipzig and it was absolutely beating down the sun that weekend and there were massive queues out of every buying shop in the city of which are about 8-10 um, including the one at the stadium too, and everyone was buying a, a Harry Kane shirt. And you've got to bear in mind that the way the transfer market works these days and how Bayern have worked in the past. You know, they've not been about going out and splashing 100 million on a on a megastar. And there was a huge um, moral debate over whether Bayern should be doing this because it is, it's something that, that only done really spent like proper money and mm. not anywhere near that level a handful of times in, in in their history and for them to get the current england captain um the current england record scorer who's still a going concern in his prime and not over the hill it's something that's absolutely mind-bending to german football culture but of course it's clear that it's attracted the interest of of, of people all over europe as well
0: yeah, they only got him because Daniel Levy didn't want to send to an English club. Let's be honest. Well, <laughs>
2: well, that's the well, well they, yeah, but they took advantage of that,
3: yeah, didn't they? And
0: it's it it obviously
2: them. clearly paid yeah. off. He's—I see—he's got a house now. Um, so once his family are over and he's he's settled down, I mean, he's been doing all this. He might you know, score a few goals with his big plate, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Alan Partridge style. So he's been living. He's been—I mean, it, you know—once he he's not even settled down yet, is he? And he's doing—he's playing like this.
3: Well, no. Thomas Müller made that that joke about you're going to run out of room in your hotel suite with with when he when he got the match ball after the the hat trick against against Dortmund. I once saw a program on Channel Four where there was an actual adult man who bought himself a small terraced house to keep his Lego in. I'm wondering if Kane might do that with his Bayern trophies and match balls. <laughs> That's a
2: good idea. <laughs> So, um, I, mean, I suppose we should start with France fourteen, Gibraltar nil. That, that just feels a bit cruel. I mean, what, what mm. can you do? Did did you watch that all unfold, Gareth? Uh, I, uh, Gareth, I, 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 I'm going I, I, mad. So, why we called you Gareth? Sorry, Andy. Gareth. I've been promoted
3: to a Champions <laughs> League winner. Yeah, I'll not so bad. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. Yes. I, I knew to pay off this lot eventually. <laughs> I, I think um, I, I, I'd, I'd rather. Have been watching that and then beat Ethan Santos who's the Gibraltar player who scored the own goal that got it going in the the, the second minute. A 2-0 down after four minutes. Um, Santos was sent off after goal three on VAR review for one of those tackles that is kind of rarely punished really. Warren Zaire Emery, the 17-year-old who was uh, making his debut for France, uh, scored the third goal and uh, Santos in trying to block it sort of studded him on the top of the ankle. Um, It's one of those ones that's normally seen as, you know, goal-scoring collateral damage is not often punished. And, you know, I'm not saying it shouldn't be punished. I think it was fair enough. And Santos didn't complain uh, as, he, as he went off the pitch, probably because he, like his teammates, was a bit out of breath by by that point. Um, But what I found remarkable is uh, the little bit of footage that the FFF, the French FA, released um the day after. So this was at half-time in the France changing rooms. And um Didier Deschamps, given his team... You know, not exactly a still nil-nil lads kind of speech, hmm. but um, saying, look, you, you've got the... I don't want any of you slacking off. You've got the opportunity to make history. History is 10 against um, Azerbaijan, going back, what, 10, 12 years, something something like that. You can really do something here. So it's up to you whether you want it. If, if you want it, go get it. And they, they did. They really did. Of course, it really helps, obviously, when you can bring Olivier Giroud, for example, um, off the bench. Now... I think there there are a couple of major things to to, to come out from this. Um, I mean, there's the wider debate about whether France should be playing Gibraltar, uh, which I guess we'll come to in a second. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A a point that that Danny was quite keen on, on Trans Europe Express last night. Um, Funnily enough, though, when... You know, there's always this talk in, in Spain about the, the FIFA virus when players get injured on international duty. Now, it's always looked at as if uh, international football is, is is the demon here. And of course, Gavi got a serious injury um, playing for Spain against Georgia last night, which is going to keep him out for the rest of the season and, mm-hmm. and, and the Euros. But this idea of like taking it as the the FIFA virus. Like if you didn't play international football, the injuries wouldn't happen. I find that an absolutely bizarre argument, personally. Um, but Zaire Emery um, is just at 17 years old, as we said. Uh, I mean, he was describing in a press conference earlier this week how um, after training he was going off to do his Spanish homework. Um, sure. th- that's that's how things are, because he's doing his back next next summer. And um, Mbappe was just laughing afterwards going, you know, this this guy, he's, he's like my little brother, but he absolutely blows my mind how good he is and how normal he is in this situation. But him getting injured for PSG is huge. And it could actually have an effect on Newcastle as well, because you look at that group, which... Now, PSG need to really come out and win that game against Newcastle at the Parc de France in in the next game. So not this week, but next week. So what are we talking about? Eight days' time. Um... Zaire emery he may be 17 he has been their best midfielder psg's best midfielder so far this mm. season so that's something that's that's really huge for them but um yeah i wanted to know what mm. you guys thought about the the, the france gibraltar debate or the, the idea it's a complete of waste qualifies. of time
0: and what is the point of these teams being in these groups and just getting thrashed every time it's absolutely the count
3: ca- the counter argument
2: is that if you do have a qualifying competition and these countries never get a chance to to play well, nations play like each France. Other. They
0: should but then play they, each other. And then then the how does the sport of that?
2: grow? How right. does the sport grow
0: in those countries? It's not going to grow in Gibraltar. Whatever you do, it's just not <laughs> going to... Lionel Messi can become Gibraltar. It's not going to grow. <laughs> Forget it. And getting well, injured... Say, that's breaking news here on TalkSport. It's sport. true. Though. Getting injured in games, in pointless games, that's what's annoying for club fans. It's not that they get injured because of international football it's getting injured in games that don't matter that they didn't even really need to play shouldn't be like tonight what's the point of this game But you look at the roasting England have got
2: since Friday, and that's a game that didn't Mm. really matter. But, you know, that's 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 the standard they're held to. It's
0: difficult for the players to get themselves up for games like
2: that. So where do you stand, on it, Andy? I mean, as I said, the counter-argument to Andy's is saying they should have Mm. pre-qualifiers, you're wasting everybody's time, is the sports won't grow in those countries because they never get a chance to... uh, You've speak to Gibraltar players, even uh, on the end Mm. of 14-0, they'll probably
0: say... I'm sure the San Marino Premier League's going to (laughs) become as big as our
2: (laughs) Premier League. But,
0: you know, that... That is the argument. But, but,
3: but why does why does why does every league have to be as big as the Premier League? Uh, you shouldn't more. participate because no, no, they're, they're not as big as England or Spain. I, I just don't. To, it's to to me, Who wants to me, lose
0: fourteen 0 What is? I play when I was at school. This used to happen to us. We get beaten. Oh, 16-0. we are. We're getting to the nerve <laughs> no, oh, oh, It's all you coming can, out now. Just right, lie on this couch, Mister Jacobs. <laughs> but it, it could have put me off football for life. <laughs> Which <laughs> it didn't. But, but it I done. think
3: I think the thing is we we're talking about this as if it's something that. Happens all the time. We're talking about basically the best team in the world playing maybe the worst team in the world. Yeah. Or oh, so pretty, no pretty close. No. So this isn't, but this isn't something that happens all the time, is it? You're talking about two games in a qualifying campaign where Didier Deschamps is entitled to pick his full team or not pick his full team or do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. But I would say the idea that football, okay, Gibraltar is an extreme example, but I think you look at other smaller nations and how those, thrashings actually that seem pointless at the time well, let's have a 196 at, team world cup then you know you, that's the you argument isn't it you Just but it's not it's not we're not talking about the world cup finals we're talking about the qualifying campaign they are qualifiers and if you're one of the bigger teams like france or england it's a bit easy for you so it's a bit unedifying and that is the way it is but if you look at the way that say the Pharaohs have improved if you go back over the last couple of campaigns. Obviously, I think the Nations League has really helped. They've beaten uh, Lithuania. They've beaten Turkey at home in the last couple of years. You look at Turkey themselves. They were losing 8-0 at Wembley when you go back to the end of the 80s. Mm, Albania were yeah. getting massive thrashings um, off England at, w- at one point. And now you look at Albania. They've qualified for two out of the last three Euros. But all above all, whether they qualify or not, it's about the right to participate that's what international football is all about the Hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
2: now as we've been saying uh, so much merchandise with the beatles name on it over the years but never football shirts until now mm. maber you you possibly remember us uh, producing some fantastic kits for barcelona in the 80s and uh, 90s have uh, picked up the official license to produce Beatles football shirts we're, we're holding a couple of them now. I'm from uh, maybe the global head of marketing Jonathan Jones has joined us in the studio Hi Jonathan Hi Paul, How are you? Yeah, good, their things you. are beauty Andy, aren't they? Oh, they're fabulous They yeah. really are I love this It's really That's a kind of, kind of a Vasco style shirt With a sash across it and the Beatles name mm. And So we were asking you off here But I mean, I, I found it fascinating how do you get the license for something like this you, you how do you go about
7: well i mean I th- there's a number of ways to do it we're, we're lucky that we know some people at apple Corps. um mm. you know there's you know as we said before that they've never done a football shirt association before no. so, so working with the design team there our design team to come up with something that's representative of what we feel um the beatles are about and, and with this shirt we have concentrated on the abbey road album um, We've taken the iconic Zebra Crossing and, yeah. and used it in a number of different ways, a number of different formats across the shirt.
2: So, um, it's very timely, though, isn't it? I mean, the time yeah. is perfect. I mean, it's worked it's out beautiful. very well for you, is not
7: it? Yeah, number one. Yeah, the stars kind of aligned for yeah. us on that one. Yeah, it worked out nicely. I imagine they're
2: pretty hands on. I don't think, you know, they're, they're, there's a fair bit of control. They want to make sure they're very happy with it uh, in, in every aspect before yeah, they say I mean, yes.
7: Yeah, you know, there's a sign off process in all of these things, and, you know, we wouldn't be doing the you know the service to the beatles if we didn't pay that attention to the shirt and you know we're really happy with the results and you know fingers crossed it will go well
2: so it's it's two football shirts is that right yeah so mm. it's, two,
7: it's two football shirts uh, a classic Maber track jacket which has got original um, yeah. original print from um beatles gig tickets and then there's Amazing. four four additional t-shirts
2: yeah that. So again, getting you needed to talk to them to get all the access to these all these old tickets and stuff. Yeah, so you
7: know when you work with Apple Corps and the Beatles, you're you're given access to kind of all the back catalogue of music, film, images, and and and, you know that's a a, you know absolute you know huge amount of 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 things to go through. And uh, as I say, we focus on Abbey Road for this one, but we've got a uh, our license is over two years, so there'll be more products coming out. I can't
0: need to wear
2: this at Glastonbury. That, I'm hope yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's there's a couple of T-shirts as well. You've done like a training <laughs> tee and some other bits and pieces. It's a you know a, a, although actually the prices are not ridiculous considering these are limited edition mm. um, and they're going to be really sought after globally. They're sort of sixty pounds, which is probably cheaper than a Premier League football. It, shirt. it
7: absolutely is, and you know the, the, the football shirts are at sixty, the T-shirts are at, at fifty quid, and the the track tops at seventy five.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um and when will they be available All from?
7: So release official release is tomorrow at four PM. Right. Um, and that's on Maber.com
0: okay is that energy. how people buy them
7: people buy them from maybe.com yeah it's a two-week exclusive there so uh, wow. they, you know there will be a classic football shirts but i think they're going to go pretty quickly i think they will so maybe.com tomorrow at 4 p.m is the, yeah uh, oh, yeah. Route so
2: route again yeah, it, 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 you would imagine a lot of these will be going to the far east and all oh, everywhere just you know everywhere yeah. the beatles will be everywhere so you shouldn't have too many problems it's, well that's a nice that's, problem to have that's that's be. the hope crashing yeah. the server absolutely yes that's that's, <laughs> that's the dream yeah, fantastic. So, Maber, I remember those really early 80s kits that, that Barca wore were just lovely kits. And then later in, in the decade, Gary Lineker would have been wearing Maber, wouldn't he? Would have yeah, thought so, was out
7: there. So, Maber was Barcelona's first ever official kit supplier. Mm. There's only ever been three. Um, we had the license for 10 years between 82 and 92. And, you know, we're, we're really lucky in the fact that we've got. Maradona, Cooman, Guardiola, mm, yeah. Gary Lineker, Steve Archibald, you yeah. know, uh, you know uh, any number of iconic players wearing wearing our iconic jerseys.
2: And they won the European Cup at Wembley in a Maber shirt, and that's that, is that mm. iconic orange shirt. That's
7: the iconic orange one, yeah. You've and got.
2: I understand you've got one in yeah, the bag. Got got right? in Let's the have ba- a look at that. Show that. There. Show yeah. that at the camera. Look at that Andy go. I don't mind Andy. Look at this. So, yeah. so
7: if you can get hold of one of them, they're. Uh, I would maybe worth their weight in gold, but yeah, they're yeah. certainly an iconic shirt because Barca didn't really play in that shirt for that season. You know, they don't often wear their away shirt in those no. days. And it was um, the
0: days when they didn't change their kits no. you know, every season, they didn't have three kits. It makes it much more valuable. Yeah, and you
7: yeah, know, they, they they changed out of that shirt into the traditional red and blue for the presentation. Yeah. So if you see the images, they're wearing orange shorts, but they've, they've changed out of that shirt for the I presentation. the orange had something to do with Jan Cryfe and. Hard yeah, hard well, I mean, he's the, the godfather of, uh, of Barcelona, obviously. And, Oops, and, yeah. and, and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so actu- Actually, Maber is still at, um, uh, intertwined with the, with the Coy family.
2: Oh, okay. So um, will you be producing a lot of these Maber sort of Barcelona vintage kits as, as sort of replicas? Yeah,
7: so we've got a range coming out really shortly, which takes inspiration from, from not just Barcelona, but some of the other Spanish teams we yeah. had, so that's... Betis, Atletico Madrid, Valladolid.
2: Did they ever go, did they ever sort of stray
7: beyond Spain as a brand? Um, well, it's just Spain and Portugal in the 80s. Yeah. Um, we have a team in the States now called Oakland Roots, which mm. is um, owned by the rapper GEZ and Marshall Lynch, American footballer. They're doing some really interesting things with their kids. So you're looking mm.
2: to do sort of new stuff with them rather than it just being vintage? Absolutely. So, yeah. so
7: from next season, we've got five new teams in Spain. And we're actively chatting to teams, um, you know, all the way through the pyramid in the UK and Europe.
2: Getting into the big clubs, of course, it's pretty well sewn up. It's very—I mean, you know—we've just seen it's uh, Castor do that, and we've seen them sort of muscle in, but it's not an easy thing to do, is it,
7: it? It's not, but you know, where we might not necessarily have the same power as Nike and Adidas and those guys. We, yeah. you know, our, our business is purely football. It's the yeah. only thing we do. You know, we really, we're really hot on design. We concentrate on that, and you know, we work. Closely with the clubs to produce things that we don't, you know, feel have been produced before, and hopefully will become collector's item.
2: And you've got you've got uh, some other Barca stuff in there. Yeah, so that's then.
7: that's your that's your other that's your classic. That's your yeah, that's your Maradona one.
2: That is the shirt. That so uh, that's about the sort of was that about the eighty mm. two? Yeah, I, th- I think that era. was a, I think that one's <laughs> eighty two, maybe eighty three. Yeah, that yeah, is that is a great classic. It's hard Barca's to get these
7: original shirts. fabrics. Uh, so we, we can replicate the original fabrics okay. using mm. using the traditional techniques, but um, it is amazing. What These are the originals from the 80s then? That, that one yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, as you, you said, they are, they are, they go for quite a lot
2: of money, they're, don't they're they? They're tough
7: ones. to get hold of at the moment.
2: Yeah. I was mentioning to you, I knew someone who lived in Barca and went over in an old Toff shirt um, at work. This is like, you know, 25 years or so ago. But there was no concept of wearing vintage shirts. They just didn't get the idea why you wearing the old shirt. or well, it's cool. Well, it's not, is it? it's an old shirt. <laughs> yeah. They... I mean i think that that's changed
7: that's that's absolutely changing now if you're going to you know any football club store there is there's replicas of, of older shirts because it you know it's another market and i think it harks back yeah. to you know i remember certain shirts of when i was growing up i've still got my england italian 90s shirt you know, yeah, it, yeah, it bring, yeah it draws back memories and you know football shirts are powerful things to do that so absolutely that market's growing
2: yeah, and you say that you're also doing stuff with Pony, is that right? Uh, so
7: so part of our business has some old Pony licenses that we right. work with as well, yeah. So that's um, Spurs and West Ham. West Ham and, and that sort others, of yeah. era. No, wow. we, that's nothing, it's a separate business to Maber and it's you know sold through the clubs themselves. Right,
4: so
2: if um, if people would like to get one of these fantastic jackets or the, the Beatles shirts, you say Maber's website tomorrow afternoon?
7: Yeah, com, which is M-E-Y-B-A at... Um, 4pm tomorrow Wow And uh, yeah It'll be interesting
2: As Andy says when mm. we're, I mean I, I take it Apple Will be doing a little bit Of promo around it And letting people know And I'm sure The the, the newspapers and stuff Will be fascinated Yeah we by the we, idea. we hope
7: There's going to be A, a lot of activity Yeah we're, we're, You know we're, we're really proud of it And, and hopefully collect, Shirt collectors And Beatles fans And football fans alike Will, uh, will yeah. think the same
2: yeah, well, uh, good to talk to you, Jonathan. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks, guys. It's great. There we are from uh, Maybe That's uh, Jonathan Jones. and Tomorrow afternoon, uh, M E Y B A is how you spell it. If you want to go along to their website and look at the Beatles shirts and maybe pick one up, they'll be available from tomorrow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. I think about three weeks ago, for the first time Andy ever, uh we mm. talked about the Beatles when the single came out. Uh, you know, the new single came out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, The first time, and they got now and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and played that and yeah. talked about it. We hadn't really talked about the Beatles before, but we played that song. And at the time, Mark in Leeds uh, got in touch and said, "Why are you talking about the Beatles? What's it?" And I said, "Well, I thought well, it's relevant." And we we you know we spoke to a football writer about it and did yeah. it with a football at the same time. Talked about Leeds, even though he's in Leeds. So, three, we haven't, haven't mentioned them since. Three weeks later, he said, what is this show's obsession with the Beatles? <laughs> oh, go away. I call it an obsession, although I feel like we should, like Adrian's famous Daily Arsenal, when we should have a Daily Beatles just for Mark. Definitely. Honestly. Anyway, uh, mm. Clips of the Week pewter. We've dusted down some old clips, box of mini discs in the corner. What are those, somebody said. Oh, look, that's, that's a gold mine. Well, I say, it's not quite gold, it's a pewter mine because we can't, Definitely say that all the clips we're going to bring you are gold because no, they're walks at all from March 2003. We've not heard them since. We we'll leave it to our producer to uh, pull them together. So this is all new to us. We know not what to expect. So uh, Andy, kick he us does off. occasionally
0: ask me, "Who's this voice?
2: Yeah, who was this person? <laughs> yeah, we can't always identify them. Usually. There was quite a lot of people that flitted through." The well really? <laughs> there were a few passing through. There were a few under the old management <laughs> That's very true. who could last no more than fifteen minutes. Our first World War fighter pilots they were ra- radio presenters on uh, on Talk Sport back in the day. Anyway, Andy. Oh, we
0: begin <laughs> with sorry, I wonder what you wanted me to
4: do there. Yeah. We begin with Mike Parry and Alan Brazil chatting to a guest.
3: Morning, Alan. Phil, hey. thanks
4: for joining us. Thank you very much ahead of a big, big day today.
3: That's to excuse. I think
5: the fire alarm's going off in a minute. Oh, the really? alarm move <laughs> oh, blimey, Don't worry about that. You're on talk sport now. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about, about that, it, yeah. mate.
2: Mike <laughs> get burner and crisp, yeah, I reckon that. Yeah, don't worry, Mike. I think I will leave if you don't mind. Uh, here's Mike, Mr Parry with a question for cricket correspondent Jack Bannister.
5: Yeah, uh, now Jack, I'm not sure what you've heard over there, but once again, the speculation in this country about Graham Thorpe making another, you know, Vanguard rising from the ashes appearance. Vanguard. Vanguard
0: (laughs) rising from the ashes. That's my favourite part of fantasy football, Vanguard from the ashes. It was. It was brilliant. I used to love
2: those. They were brilliant. Yeah, Vanguard from the. Now it's time for
0: Vanguard
4: from the ashes.
0: (laughs) This is Alan Brazil and Mike Parry discussing
2: the weather.
4: And I tell you way, what, enjoy the weather today, tomorrow night, but Thursday, the rain is coming.
5: And when the rain came...
4: That's an old Beatles song, by the way. Is that? Um, not, sure <laughs> not sure it is. Not, not sure
5: it is. Do you mind
0: not mentioning the Beatles, because there's another yeah, listener goes what mad? What is this
2: show's obsession with the Beatles? <laughs> What's that clip doing? Now you're playing old clips from 2000. He doesn't Why necessarily speak obsession? like that, of course. It's from Reeds, I doubt if he does. <laughs> he probably does. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move away from Alan and Mike briefly. And it's our uh, old mate Dickie Kaufman. Oh, yes.
5: Lots to get through in the next hour of the show. We've got Six Nations rugby with former England prop Gareth Chilgate, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Gareth G- Southgate, and Gareth Chilcock. So it's yeah. Gareth uh, Chilwell's birthday today. Who's Gareth Chilwell? Chilcock. <laughs> <laughs> don't you start no, it's gareth chilwell's birthday as well but but who's gareth chilwell just a mate of mine oh gareth, okay, gareth chilwell. I happy, oh, okay. Birthday, gareth. happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> he said covering it up yeah, yeah.
2: brilliantly no, as well gareth no one, chilcott no is one would have noticed that. Or are you yeah exactly um <laughs> back to mr parry and mr brazil now who were trying to get their heads around the new technology of the time mobile phones mean, mm. that
5: dates it doesn't it mm. Instead of which, you get all this goofy text language. You know, you two can you woo woo eight eight and all this. There's uh, only one thing goofy around here. Yeah, great, great is spelt G8. That's supposed to be great. I mean, kids' thumbs are getting fatter than the rest of their fingers put together. I'm <laughs> not sure that's true. we got a whole prediction. race of kids with fat thumbs now, haven't we, the whole
2: nation of them wandering around with their big... Fat thumbs. Thumbs. Um, Uh, They
0: then got a guest on. Hello. They then got a guest on to try and help clear things up for them. Mm.
5: Yeah, but you don't don't always know that you've got a message, do you? Uh, The message
1: throughput's very high, uh, very fast, very effective.
5: No, I meant meant there's a beeping noise that tells you you've got a message. You wouldn't hear that in a disco if, like, uh, the Bee Gees were on. (laughs)
2: the to? last disco you went
5: to when the Bee Gees were
2: on again so much dates that that Mike and Alan have to get a crash course in mobile phones sensational isn't it it's very
4: good uh, here's Big Al looking ahead to the day on Talk Sport and football first Adrian Dunham Gabriel McCarty and Gwilom Balagu. <laughs> uh, it's pretty close. close a little bad actually Alan yeah sorry Gear. what's next Alan and Mike now taking a call Chris Chris you're on Talk Sport good morning
7: Good morning,
0: gentlemen. Yeah, good um, morning. I'm quite glad that you've highlighted this, actually, because it, it's obviously raised a, a can
3: of beans here.
2: <laughs> what about the can- worms? Cheers. <laughs> raising a can of beans. Yeah, worms involved. Who's Gareth Chilwell? Um, <laughs> this is Mike Parry, who was about to head down to Cheltenham.
5: No, seriously, and I've got a, a Deerstalker hat, got a Deerstalker hat, got some tweeds, and so when we finished the breakfast show this year, and of course, you know, you have to dress lightly in the breakfast show, because all those wires and all that grease and everything around in the studio. grease! <laughs> oh,
2: <Chris. laughs> Does he work out a fairground? <laughs> it's great, isn't it? I don't remember any grease in the old building. I don't know, I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> well, we can't move for grease,
0: yeah. <laughs> I just did a uh, show in a boiler suit.
2: Yes, Cheltenham, <laughs> and uh, Alan and Mike
5: were joined by a very special guest down on the course. I just... <laughs> Wish they said who it was. <laughs> and I'm delighted to say now that I've got with me... Mr Edward Gillespie, the managing director of the Cheltenham Racecourse. Mr Gillespie, good morning. Mr Gillespie, there can't be many bigger jobs in the world of racing. Good morning Mr Gillespie. I'm going to ask Mr Gillespie um, what time do you open for business today, Mr Gillespie? Um, Yeah, indeed now Mr Gillespie. Mr Gillespie, mate please. Yep, and I I just want to talk to Mr Gillespie now about this meeting. It seems to me Mr Gillespie gets bigger and bigger every year as we climb up here in Lord Vestie's box. We've got three days of fantastic racing ahead of us but Mr Gillespie, tell us about the plans to extend this meeting to a fourth day, please. Mr Gillespie I want to thank you very much indeed for joining us in Lord box. just call him Gary prefers Gary
2: <laughs> I feel he's like bowing every time he says yes yeah. Gillespie. And they like, are they were, you could bang. hear you could almost hear the forelocks being tugged, <laughs> couldn't you because could, they were tugging the forelocks uh, and one of the other things I wished Alan might would tell us is where they were broadcasting <laughs> from. <laughs>
5: cool. Mr. B- Mr Brazil and I have the delightful honour of hosting the show direct from the course on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday
4: mornings. Thank you, Lord Vesti I share a few tips on the big races. I'm going to be joined by several Cheltenham guests here in Lord Vestey's box overlooking the home straight. They're on the balcony of Lord Vestey's Box. Morning, Mr Parry. Here I am. I'm on the balcony, as you say, of Lord Vestey's Box. Okay, and David, of course, uh, there's a Cheltenham, strong Cheltenham link there, of course, with uh, Steve Cottrell. Used to be down at Cheltenham, and here we are in Lord Vestey's Box, probably about 40 yards from where we're sitting uh, in Lord Vestey's Box.
7: George Graham, Kevin Boy, How about that, mate?
4: George,
5: I don't think you've got any chance of staying up. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I'm standing on the balcony here in Lord Vestey's Box at Cheltenham. We're, um, of course, on Lord uh, Vestie's Box. I'm on the balcony of Lord Vestie's Box. I want to thank you very much indeed for joining us in Lord Vestie's Box here. That's we were delighted to welcome into Lord Vestie's Box here on the balcony of Lord Vestie's Box at the main grandstand here at Cheltenham 2003. <laughs> Definitely Lord something, wasn't yeah. it? I can't remember his name I was. I think
2: Lord Vestey used another box. I that. think he did. I'd love to really have he and said, what are you doing in my box? <laughs> that we we still, So
0: whenever we get to Cheltenham we still talk about Lord Vestie's Box. We certainly though. do,
2: yeah. We Lord were in Lord
0: Vestie's, Vestie's cupboard the it the first was, time we ever did a show. It before. was
2: it's, uh, it was the original title of Deal or No Deal, funny enough, Lord Vestey's box.
0: Yeah, very topical.
2: Working title. <laughs> so there we are. There's are some more clips of the week pewter from back in the day. We'll dust a few more off for you next I've week. I've had a text from my mate Gareth Chilwell he said thanks for the message." Oh yes, good old, good old Gaz. Yeah. What is this show's obsession with the Beatles? Well, because we had the football shirts on Mark, we've been asking the listeners to come up with puns based mm. on the Beatles mm. and football. Mark from Leeds says, I definitely don't speak like that. Well you do now Mark. <laughs> you do now. Uh, let all of his friends know that that's the way Mark speaks from now on. Um, uh, Kevin Peacock, that's pretty good, isn't it, that's from Stacky good. the Blue Nose. Well done, Stacky. Uh, I am the wall, Russell Osman, uh, no, says Phil. Bad. The long and winding road to Wembley from John the Swindon. <laughs> that's that quite one.
0: good.
2: Fall on the Keith Hill, says Andy the Rover in Blackburn. Mm. From me to Yuski Laskalainen, Yaskalainen, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Neil the Villa fam from Birmingham. I want to hold your hands, Crankle. It sounds a bit obscene,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> it does, really. Was
2: it from Croydon? <laughs> I don't want to hold your handball ref, says Lena Lillywhite from Luton. So yeah, thanks for all of those. We'll try and squeeze a few more yeah. in. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet h and J 03717 to uh, get in touch this afternoon. The Hawksby
0: and Jacobs daily podcast. Get around, get around.
6: I see those hands
2: I've got a lighter's Sam. No, if you don't do that Smoke alarms in here And the sprinklers <laughs> might go off Only Andy could set the sprinklers off Yeah, we were listening to the World Karaoke Champion And Andy did about 50 grand's worth of damage uh, <laughs> Don't get the lighter out, Andy Now, that's that's award winning <laughs> World Championship winning karaoke singing From uh, uh, Ellie Butler. Is that Ellie? Yeah, lovely voice. No No wonder we came back with a trophy. Mm. She's a mum from Grimsby. She went off to Panama, didn't buy a hat. And we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah, that was Andy's first question, and and beat the world at karaoke. Good afternoon, Ellie
6: hello 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 wow, what, a, what a voice Congratulations. fantastic voice oh wow. thank you so much yeah the, uh, i'm i'm stood at the um train station and i just announcing my trains coming in that's a bit awkward wasn't it oh
2: okay okay <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, i thought it wasn't fair to make you sing live on the platform so it was good we were able to do that so how did you hear about this tournament how did you, did you go through sort of regionals was there a british one first or
6: yes there absolutely is so um our company in the UK is called Vocal Star. So they they are the leading supplier of karaoke equipment in the UK. Yeah. And they run the competition. Um, so that's where the karaoke side comes in. All the partners are karaoke in the karaoke industry. So mm. ours are pretty amazing. I, I got to go and meet them all. And they're wonderful people. So I entered um, beginning of this year via video, sending videos of myself singing and um due to unfortunately a lack of funding ours was um all video this year even our final but, um, next year it's going to be in Bournemouth so there is going to be a face-to-face next year right. but um yeah so I got to the final and I won that uh that was back in August and then yeah I won an all expenses paid trip to Panama of Blime all me. places uh Yeah, so that's where I went to represent the UK.
2: Fantastic. So, um, who were the main? Who were the other sort of nations you had to watch out for? Who were you impressed with when you heard them perform?
6: Straight away, America, Mm. of course. Uh, Brazil and Canada—they were the sort of standout acts to start with. Yeah. Yeah. As you would, as you would imagine, they went big and they were impressive.
2: Mm. (laughs) And were they all singing in English? Or was it like pop classics and stuff. For
6: um, no, there was a mixture of um, we've got some Ukraine there, so they sang in their own language. Mm. Uh, Brazil kind of sang a bit of a bit mm. of both. So there was Costa Rica, Mexico. So there was a mixture of. Of languages.
2: Right. And you knew you were going to choose that. So you didn't just choose it from the book at the last minute, did you? Sat there <laughs> <No>. for half an hour thumbing through the book. Yeah, thought, it's my turn. I thought I'd go I'm with that one. one. I'll go with that one.
6: Yeah. I, I couldn't find the number of any other songs. <laughs> so I did go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we had to send our songs in before. So I was prepared yeah
0: wow so when you do karaoke at a party it must be you know the other it must be quite intimidating for the other singers really
2: that's right you can always tell you can always tell the singers when somebody can properly sing does karaoke Mm, sure
6: yeah, but you know what? You never sing karaoke in your best singing voice, do you? No, Ever. Like, I go up in my football chanting voice and right. that's... Uh, in the pub you know, style <laughs> or something
3: like that. Yeah, yeah.
6: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to be that one that thinks there's something special because that's how us Brits work, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, still, come away. So, um, what was the... What, who were the top three? And did they do it in reverse order when they announced the winners?
6: Yeah, they did. So, <clears throat> third place was... Kazakhstan, right? And then, sorry, I'm just getting on my train while talking to you. Okay. Um, Then second, second place was the Philippines.
2: Wow. Okay. And
6: then, yeah, then there was little old me in first. So they did, they did announce them in the reverse order. And where were the
2: judges from? The judges all from around the world?
6: Yeah, all all around the world. So there was judges watching virtually, and then there was judges that were actually there each night
2: fantastic well there's a massive trophy to bring back from panama
6: oh it was huge it was weighty let me tell you yeah
2: it looks like the champions league trophy i'll see a picture of it was a cash prize a cash prize Mm. that's what you want
6: yes there was and do you know when they gave me that trophy i picked it up like the world cup and kissed it i thought this is the closest closest (laughs) i'm gonna get that's
2: very good are you a grimsby fan then
6: no, I'm not. I'm oh, okay. a Manchester United fan. Oh, okay. Course, We've yeah. had
2: a few trophies yeah. in the past, you know, right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's very cyclical yes. football. It will come again. I'm sure.
6: Yeah, so, absolutely.
0: And um, you've
2: offered to do Eurovision. I think they
0: should take you up on that.
6: Oh, I hope so. I um, I'm working on my original music now because to enter that you have to have your own song. So, mm. yeah,
2: uh, you know. Um,
6: it doesn't it doesn't matter if the song's no mm. good does it it seems so so
2: you what we just what we just heard there you singing that's so did you kind of perform in sort of clubs and places like that and
6: yeah well, i am a professional singer actually yeah. so that is right. my job so oh, well, i enough. perform at like weddings and holiday parks and things oh.
2: yeah brilliant well look congratulations brilliant. four thousand four hundred pounds and and the coveted uh trophy will you go and defend your title next year or is that it
6: I'm not allowed to enter ah, next year. But, no. but part, part of the um, winning was that I get flown to the final next year in Finland. So oh, I goodness. will go and take my crown and pass it over to the next person.
2: Okay. Fantastic. Good. Well, congratulations, Ellie. Flying the flags. So we did win the Cricket World Cup, so this was the next best thing. we needed. We well, needed some yeah. good news.
6: <laughs> We did. I brought it home. I did bring it You did. It you certainly <laughs> did. It's
2: come home. Thank you. Thanks very much, Ellie. Oh,
6: Thanks ever so much.
2: There we are. There's Ellie Butler there, the world
0: karaoke champion. Yes. I just wonder whether the Philippines singer sang Imelda Marcus's Blue suede Shoes. <laughs> it's
2: possible. <laughs> she about 30 pairs of those, <laughs> yeah, didn't she, as she well? did. Anyway,
0: it's a special day today. Is it
2: really? Not my friend Gareth
0: Chilwell's it's birthday. It's his
2: birthday. So it's Gareth, your friend and- Gareth Chilwell's birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah. And... And the legendary, brilliant rugby player, Bath, Gareth...
2: Bath in England. Bath in England, very yeah. much so. Gareth Chilcott. Gareth Chilcott. And we always used to play this on the well, show. Well, we used to play at the end of the day, we would play out with a kind of succession of, of sort of mm. tapes. They were old... Remember tapes, kids? Cassettes. And we had these Some old... Some with discs. Yeah, and they were just kind of chats with ex-sports people. We had Freddie Truman, we yeah. had Pat Cash, we had all and sorts of... And before we yeah. played that day's little, uh, you know, self-contained story, we played the opener... The yeah. opener to the tape. So, Andy, yeah. you got a bit nostalgic when you said Gareth chill. Well, you want to hear it again, don't well, you? Well, I do. I really like okay, it. OK, well, let's yeah. bring it to you now after all these years.
5: He's one of the hardest players of
1: his time. He played for England from 84 to 90. British Lions and Australian 89. 400 plus games for his team, Bath. He had the famed headband, the trademark moustache and struck fear into opponents wherever they were. He is Gareth Chilcott. Hello, Gareth. How are you?
2: How are, are you? you? <laughs> yeah. He had a famed <laughs> headband. Themed headband. And he had a team bath <laughs> it's as well.
0: Such a, such a high quality production they didn't think. <laughs> you you did, just said famed yeah. headband. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind no, doing it again? We can't afford no, we to, can't do, afford another to do another take. It was Sorry. like a direct cut disc. <laughs> like, it was
2: like playing live. That's what it was. <laughs> How are you? Um, who's Lord Vesty, says Jerry. Was he in the Beatles? Don't you start. Had enough trouble with Mark today. He was the sixth Beatles. Oh, you got your friend Jerry again to in touch. <laughs> if you don't mention the Beatles again, he doesn't talk like that, apparently. No. He's from Leeds. Anyway, um, what's on the telly this week that isn't sporting? We'll find mm. out from Mike Ward. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mike Ward, Brighton and Hove Albion, supporting Daily Star TV columnist, joins us now. Good afternoon,
1: Mike. List of England players that if um, you know, injured would be pivotal. Yeah. Would, I'm
0: yes. in today's I'm, Daily Star, if De- you've oh, yeah. you, you seen Andy
1: Jacobs in today's
2: Daily Star? Oh, do, sure. do you read the paper at all? <laughs> 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 do, you take, do you take the star? <laughs> you've <Yeah. clears throat> done him now. <laughs> yeah.
0: go, go, go to Text Maniacs. You'll see, I sent them in. Yeah, there, yeah of course. Who doesn't? Weird. You, First you sing every morning. Yeah. You do like
1: Text Maniacs, I know that. I know. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. You and there he is pictured with So Trevor McDonald. Let's
2: get to Trevor McDonald back on the, what's it, the old TV awards show that he used to do, where he used to present that. And he'd do five minutes of stand up. he was brilliant. He was no Jerry Seinfeld, wasn't he? Certainly he certainly wasn't. Take my wife. He used to do all that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I walked into the pub and he'd, he'd just do five minutes. Most of them would die on their backside, yeah, wouldn't they? Most not of the ideal, games. really. So, uh, Vinnie Jones in the country. Is Vinnie Jones in mm. the country? Can he stand up? He is in, co- up?
1: In, 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 yeah. in, in West Sussex, in oh, okay. fact. Mm. You know, uh, he's um this is one of those things that's um a, a celebrity decides to sort of find a new life in the countryside hence the title so we've had everything from kelvin fletcher from emmerdale to sort of jeremy clarkson i guess doing his mm. farming mm. thing um and here after his he lost his wife tanya in 2019 mm. uh vinnie obviously wanted to sort of you know have a new sense of purpose and focus so he's got 2,000 acres of land um mm. and a 400 year old a uh, farmyard that he's doing up. So it's one of those fly-on-the-wall things where you're basically just watching a, a, a guy being very affable and uh, chaotic uh, and surrounded by people who know what they're doing. He was a he... bit...
2: Wasn't he back in the day? I mean, from his yeah. upbringing, a bit countryside yeah, as well. Yeah, very He much was... So. He, he was he,
1: yeah, he understood all There's that pictures, stuff. Pictures, aren't they, mm. in his prime wearing, wearing his sort of flat cap and his, yeah. his, his, his wax jacket and all that kind of thing. Mm. So he's, he's in his end. There's a lovely bit right at the start as well where where he's basically walking through the woods. He said, you know what? And he can recognise birds from the, the bird song and... Uh, you never get asked for a selfie out here, it's you know, it's it's blissful, and he can, he, he's totally in his element, so it's actually very kind of touching as well as, as sort of chaotically amusing. So, it's good stuff, mm. yeah. Um, the
2: crown, the first four parts of the last You've season of the it.
1: crown, yeah. I definitely
2: I've got about watched
1: it over the last few
2: days, yeah. and I, 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 you know, I thought they actually did a pretty decent job. The, the, the ghost of Diana's all a little bit weird, a but bit. the and Dodie. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just her, supposed her, to be their thoughts. with this. Uh, ross was saying, oh, a a performance, uh, Elizabeth Debicki is, is something else, isn't it? Oh, she's she's really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she
1: really comes into their own. And obviously, for those who haven't watched it, this is the bit leading up to the accident in 1997. Mm. So you've got the first three of uh, the four episodes that arrived uh, last week are the first half of the final season yeah. so the rest comes in december uh so it takes us up to the accent and then the aftermath and all that stuff about you know the royals weren't showing you know uh, mm. enough remorse mm. in, the, in the days after her death and that's when the ghost appears and it's diana who persuades the, the ghost of diana or if you want her thoughts you know going mm. through the queen's head that persuades her to sort of um come down from balmoral and um, it's show face.
0: spooky this performance because at times you're watching it and you think my goodness, this is her, isn't it? Are I think you do, weekend? and I think it's the
1: more incredible. you watch it. And, and also, um, Al-Fayed... Um after a while mm. you, you sort of end, end up sort of. Blo- I mean I guess it, a lot of it is nonsense that's made up yeah. but it's it's beautifully done mm-hmm. on and on such a scale that you, you you know if you watch it with a slightly sceptical hat on I, I kept having to stop and Google stuff to see if whether it really happened whether yeah, that character really exists that. and true. you just think oh, I'm yeah. never going to get to the end of this you know wasn't yeah. that did that photographer that photographer, really photographer didn't, exist? didn't exist no did I just <laughs> thought, I just thought have I spelled his name wrong <laughs> and I was tapping into no, Google I just yeah. think who's yeah. he um, <laughs> yeah but but yeah, uh, I think the, the ghost bit was made up. But apart from that, mm. it's but it's absorbing, isn't it? you yeah. you, you, mm. you sort of hate yourself for liking it. As I know much you mean you it's it kind of a bit soapy, but
2: not so soapy that I find it unwatchable. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There have been.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think of those things they used to show on Channel Five, the sort of royal, yeah. you know, royal things on a low budget, almost sort of deliberately bad. Yeah. Whereas this is. You know, it's very good. and, 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 and we've should, so,
2: Channel 5 should definitely call mm-hmm. one of their shows the same four stills and the same three talking heads. <laughs> <laughs> For an hour. Call yes. it that, because yes. that's what it is. It doesn't <laughs> matter what the subject, whether it's Hitler, Sharks or the Royal Family. Yeah, there are a few it's, people who turn so, their hands around.
1: What do you want me to have an opinion on? The, the same
2: four stills, the same three
1: talking <laughs> heads. Um,
2: sounds like a mm. winner. Uh, yes, not, i don't mean three members of talking heads that would work <laughs> that would be, <laughs> tina weymouth what's your take on sharks that would be good <laughs> yes. yeah um, tina weymouth
1: on sharks that'll be at least three series <laughs> that
2: would be tina weymouth on sharks someone's written that down at channel five <laughs> tina have. weymouth bass yeah. player of uh, tom tom club on sharks any question mark in pencil um it's a big it's a big doctor who week isn't it Apparently. big doctor who yeah. week coming up not to for office. me beaky as alan would say i'm not I'm not a massive fan. i think you are, Mike. Yeah. I'm not. No, okay. I'm not
1: a massive fan. I just put this in because I know a lot of people are. And obviously, yeah. I, you know, I, I like to be helpful and guide yeah. people towards things they're going to do. Yeah, I and... no, It's good you do that. I know. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, do, um, but, Doctor um, Who, The Daleks in Colour, BBC4, mm. 7.30 on Thursday night, is basically... Episodes five to eleven of the very first Doctor Who series, I in nineteen sixty three.
0: Mm, yeah. In colour, aren't they? In colour. <clears throat> yeah, colorized, colorized them, colorized, colorized, the old Lauren Hardy's. And, and they've stuff.
1: created a sort of seventy five minute omnibus. Um mm-hmm. Uh, not an actual omnibus. They created a 75-minute episode of, right. of, of the bits of mm. the... It's. I mean, I haven't seen that version, but I have watched the vers- the, the episode, the original versions, which obviously had just been trimmed down. Hmm. I have to say, yeah. if I'm being brutally honest, it is a bit like watching Acorn Antiques. It's, so, it's kind of weird and, yeah. and, and wooden. Yeah, it's, been, it's all a bit shonky, yeah. isn't it? Really? <laughs> it is. yeah, just, so it is. if you're a real fan, you'll probably absolutely love it, but, yeah. but it's not going the to be a The outfits, sort of, so the The kind of aliens'
2: know. outfits. Were, were fantastic yes, weren't they
1: absolutely like, members
2: of glam rock bands before glam rock that's where yep. they got the ideas from i think
1: and when they got the the, the, the daleks um <clears throat> attacked one of the one of the doctor's companions and sort <clears throat> of pa- temporarily paralyzed his legs oh and, and so he collapses onto the ground and he cries, My legs, my legs. And then he says it again. And it's, it's, it's like, it does feel like it's Julie Waters or something, rather, <laughs> coming on to, 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 to um, do this. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
2: uh, we should finish with Celebrity Mastermind. We have to. Celebrity oh, yeah, Mastermind on that, yeah. uh, Friday. Let's look at the lineup Rosie Jones, comedian yeah. and writer. Yeah. Uh, radio DJ uh, Gemma Bradley. Yeah. Dan Gillespie Sells. Yeah. Does he? Uh, of uh, he does he does he <laughs> sells pretty big when he's in the feeling yeah and uh, talk sports very own very. Andy Goldstein yeah um, who will be answering
1: questions on
2: mm-hmm. Goodfellas on the Goodfellas. not the pizzas uh, Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas I hope course, Andy doesn't
1: mind if I give away the very first question I won't give away the answer the very first question of his general knowledge round this is what you get asked on Celebrity Mastermind right. um, what uh, vegetable um, are chips made out of? What vegetable are chips made out of? <laughs> it's okay.
2: Slightly, slightly so, easier than the normal mode. I'm
1: wanna, not going to tell you whether he got all right you or not. He's he, he got he got he probably not allowed it's to sign something.
0: Small pieces of fried potato. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away.
2: Oh, now you spoiled it. You <laughs> ruined it. Now you yeah. got me in trouble. We could have kept that going over the break and then <laughs> asked the listeners to text in. But um, it's a good one. Yeah, so uh, you catch Andy in action mm. uh, Iron Man films, Dinner Ladies, the sitcom. Bernie Taupin, the lyricist, and Goodfellas that, that uh, Andy did. So, yeah, uh, go and check it out, um, Andy mm. in Action. I'm sure i will tell you about it during the week. Friday, 8pm on BBC One. Uh, thank you, Mike. Cheers, guys. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, I reconvene tomorrow with um, Charlie Baker. You'll be with me on Wednesday. Anyway. I will be, yeah. Fantastic. Lovely. So uh, we'll venture. I'm sure we can find something to talk about over the next four days before football returns. We may be doing sort of tiddly winks or something, but we'll do our best. I'm sure we can pull something together. Maybe England will get hammered 10-0 tonight and not finish up among the seeds. It does seem unlikely. So um, do hope you can join us tomorrow, if not the podcast available at around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the
5: guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport.
2: Slim stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O dot and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo. Built to last. Designed to
5: impress.